Hello and welcome to the PropTech Hot Seat and iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we explore trends and technologies driving innovation across the built environment. And the show is brought to you in partnership with PropTech Ireland, the hub for innovators, investors and indeed industry leaders. In the PropTech Hot Seat today, we have a double hot seat today and we have Tom Shriver, CEO and Ben Yexley, Head of Business Development for Ask Porter, an AI messaging platform that optimizes property and facilities management thereby reducing admin and the cost of management, which will be good news for all of our industry listeners today. And um, so, Tom and Ben, you're very welcome. Tom, I might just ask you to, to kick off there and maybe explain, ask Porter, um, people who've been watching uh, watching innovation and watching the prop tech sector will most likely be familiar because you're one of the, the now considered legacy brands. But you might just talk to us about how Ask Porter works what it is, and what it is. Yes, yes, certainly. So, um, founded Ask Porter about, yeah, it's interesting to be called a legacy brand. Um, uh, yeah, welcome to the world we live in, I guess. Um, yeah, so founded Ask Porter about um, six, seven years ago now, I guess. Um, uh, it's essentially, yeah, as, as your kind of introduction said, what we are is a, a, an, an AI platform for managing real estate. Um, in a nutshell, we work across facilities management, social housing as well um and and kind of uh, any pri- private residential as, as well um yeah um uh, we we work with a number of kind of, uh, of of different companies in that space um so we support largely around the kind of the we call it the kind of the the, the front end um uh, piece rather than the kind of the operational aspects um so really our kind of our focus is around um reducing as much of the uh, noise in the administration that goes around um, managing kind of uh, end tenants or end occupants of buildings um, or indeed um, supplier management um, and and owner um, uh, owner management as well very good and you know it's funny real estate in general gets a lot of criticism similar to construction about being one of the laggards to industry um tech adoption but the reality is that actually on the property management side and the facility side we have seen a huge uptake in in technology to drive efficiencies over the past two decades so actually it was probably um you know it was probably one of the areas that was maybe most adapted to change probably because it's so low margin and price sensitive that actually once you could drive efficiencies and show that you do that you could make the business case for tech adoption but can you maybe can you maybe give us an idea of um where the the property mar- the property management side of things are is in terms of efficiency and productivity i mean you know relative to the rest of the market is this an efficient side of the property transaction? Uh, ben, do you, do you want to take this one? Yeah, of course. I think um, in any industry where you're dealing with a large number of customers, mm-hmm. large amount of data, then efficiencies are notoriously challenging. You know, we deal with facilities management here at Arsporter as well. And you know, a facility manager might be dealing with an office block. They might be dealing with a hospital, a school, a university. You've got huge amounts of assets, components, potential problems that can come up. And that requires an awful lot of human resource to handle the weird and wonderful queries that we get as managers of these assets. And that's where 
you know, we've developed Arsport to, to, to work with large amounts of data, assets, components, the, the bits that make up your everyday operation. And, and looking at different ways in which we can utilize new technology like AI uh, and enable the end user to potentially self-serve more regularly. Uh, and this is really pushing towards the way in which the general population is heading. We want solutions at the flick of a switch. We don't want to be waiting you know, 24 hours to a response to an email. We want to be able to reset our boiler to um, you know, book, a, book a room instantly. And so improving operational efficiency is one aspect of what we do, you know, reducing costs um, uh, and increasing margins. But let's not forget one of the key drivers is the end user and improving that customer experience. And there's just a general thirst for, and we were talking about TikTok just before this podcast, there's a general thirst for knowledge and instant response, instant feedback. And so providing all of that asset information, all of that data, and enabling an end user to interact with that data, to make a booking, to self-serve and, and, and uh, you know, fix a problem themselves. And to, to do that at, with a huge efficiency improvement across the business, that's the way that technology is really making the difference rather yeah. than big differences on you know, budgets and things like that. Yeah, no, and that's an interesting one, but I like the way you described it as the weird and wonderful, uh, you know, questions and queries that come up because it's exactly like that. You know, there's what that, uh, um, you know, human nature can be can be at its oddest uh, if, if for anybody in the facilities management side uh, will certainly tell you. So, uh, and yet everything we know about AI tells us that it likes repeatable things. So actually, in terms of the training of AI to keep up with the weird weird and wonderfulness of human nature, how does that work? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's um, a great leeway into the way in which you know, what we're looking to achieve versus where we are today. And you know, I think where we were two or three years ago is every single communication point, every single contact is going through a human for them to handle and you know i talk to property managers facilities managers about their business on a daily basis and feedback to me is 75 percent of the conversations we're having are repeatable regular everyday conversations whether it's registering a tenant to you know a, a housing database whether it's reporting a simple maintenance issue you know mm -hmm. my, the lights have gone out in the communal area come change a light bulb, you know, really simple stuff. These are everyday conversations that are being had around 75% of the time. 25% is where you get that weird and wonderful. And those are quite often the value-add conversations. You know, it's things like, I've just moved to the area. Can you give me some interesting restaurant recommendations? You know, as a property manager, it's not something we're used to being questioned, but as a human, you're perfectly able to, to offer those solutions. So I'd say where we are today is, yeah, AI technology and in general technology has moved ahead so rapidly um, that we're we're able to do an awful lot of cool things around automating those conversations. You know, in hours, out of hours, um, we call it from issue to resolution. So for one of our customers, uh, legal and general affordable homes, we've built them a responsive maintenance 
triaging uh, web assistant. So they're able to, uh, their tenants via their tenant app are able to report a maintenance issue. It will diagnose what the problem is through you know, using an AI assistant, natural language, a conversation with the tenant, guiding them through. It's an a- able to offer them self-serve solutions if, you know, according to the business rules, the tenant's able to to uh, to address that problem. If it's an issue with a boiler, have you got a blinking yellow light? Here's three steps you can do to reset your boiler. You'll have hot water back in the next 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know, but there's you can you know you're making very clearly the case for how this could um, reduce some of the the costs for uh, building owners and occupiers, and I know that improving the occupier experience lies at the heart of all of these uh, you know efficiencies as well. Um, so actually taking the technology aside, what kind of trends are you seeing because you're working across such a, a broad range of clients and buildings, and therefore occupiers? with a diverse set of needs what are the trends you're seeing in terms of what people want what they consider an improvement in in their experience yeah of course yeah i think um generally across the industry you're seeing a real sort of thirst for instant access to information solutions and knowledge mm-hmm. um yeah if you talk to any business owner they're really interested in getting access to all the data points they can possibly see and make intelligent decisions from those data points and to do that you've got to have some form of measuring what conversations are going on what requests are you getting and and who's talking about what from a customer point of view you're getting a real um, drive in instant responses instant fixes or instant solutions Um, you know gone are the days where people are quite happy to sit and wait you know, two or three days to a response to an email or they're happy to wait for a phone call back about a problem that they've raised. You know, they're, they're, they're really quite keen. And I, I call it the TikTok generation. You know, they're looking for instant tips, solutions, recommendations or reassurance that you are being dealt with professionally, that you will get a professional service uh, taken care of. I was talking to Tom about the built-to-rent industry uh, my background is in built to rent. And we've seen the built to rent industry come from early seeds of an idea, copying the American multifamily market and lots of investment from America. And when it first came to the UK, you know, there was lots of conversation in the industry about you know, hotel style living coming to the UK. You, know, you can have a concierge, a swimming pool, a gym. Built to rent now, if you look at what they're developing, is everyday housing but with increased service and a potentially increased spec, but more often than not, it's the same spec as a normal development, but it's being sold down the build to rent model, charging higher, higher fees for perceived increased value. And quite often that's just a really, really well-built tech stack that's providing, you know, tenant booking apps so they can book, a co-working living space, an app that they can use to report maintenance issues, to converse with their landlord, etc. So this enhancement in technology, I truly believe in the near future, will be moving everyday living to a better customer experience. It's so interesting to hear you talk about 
uh, the private rented sector like that or, or, or built to rent particularly because actually in Ireland there's been a similar conversation and, and Ireland is a, even a little slower in terms of um, moving towards uh, built rent a, as a model but actually the, the key differentiator for us right down to through our planning applications is around the amenities and frankly I had always been thinking of those amenities in the physical you know like gym workspaces um, you know, cinema rooms, social gatherings on the roof, um, you know, physical ones. But but of course, you're absolutely right. Actually, a huge amount, a huge a part of the amenities um, actually comes back to having a really good tech stack. Um, and I just haven't heard it positioned like that, but it makes absolute sense. And that's not to, that's not to undermine actually the the physical amenities as well. But that's a really interesting way to 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 put that. And um, in terms of AI, not just for real estate, um, but generally across the board, AI is uh, the conversation around AI has taken a different turn in recent months, probably aided by ChatGPT. But obviously, um, you know, there's been some high profile uh, industry innovators, uh, you know, grandfathers of of AI, essentially, um, you know, essentially casting questions and changing the conversation are you finding when you go out to the industry is this something that the industry is curious about where's their level of understanding around ai yeah i think um there, there, there's definitely um you know large existential questions that need answers yeah if this is left uncontrolled and yeah, it's free to you know, the the industry is free to continue developing at the rate that it's de- developing it. Will there be any jobs left, and how long will it take for AI to completely replace humans? You know, there are better place paid people in the industry to answer existential questions like that. And Elon Musk himself, you know, has said potentially it's worth pausing development whilst we look at governance and ways in which we control the development and regulate it, which is very interesting based on where we are now, because that gives us a real insight in terms of how powerful AI is now and currently uh, being used in in different sectors in our own sector. Uh, But let's not forget, Elon Musk himself uses AI in his Teslas to a core fundamental offering to the driverless cars, which has massively you know, increased Tesla's sales and been a really cool addition to, to what they do. And he's not saying, let's pull AI out and completely stop using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are people that are already using AI, are big fans of it. And Elon himself is a big investor in AI. What is cool. Yeah, but well, look, I think we started this conversation really talking about, um, you know, the for real estate in particular, kind of if we get specific as to the use case here, you know, we're talking about real estate, uh, a large number of occupiers, uh, a, a very large number of data points within each building and then each portfolio may having tens or hundreds of buildings, you know, and this is where you're seeing this huge mass of data. And we know that Mm. that's beyond human capacity to process that or draw any sort of insights. I suppose I'm really curious, almost going back to the to the initial vision, because I know, Tom, you said it was strange to be described as a legacy brand, but actually in PropTech terms, Six to seven years actually affords you that status. Mm -hmm. Um, So so it's an interesting one. But in terms of how we've seen 
uh, not just technology develop over the last six to seven years, but actually the industry's rate of adoption. And obviously that's been helped by the pandemic. Um, but where where the vision of Asporter now, how close hmm. to the, the vision of six and seven years ago is that? So I think so. I think so. Yes, certainly. When I founded the company, um, we were we were very early, right? So, so this was uh, yeah six seven years ago. I remember pitching, saying, "Hey, um, you know, we, we you can you can leverage AI to to um, to automate a lot of those things that you just talked about, right?" So um, when I first started, there was already the talk about kind of you know one of those things that's banded around a lot that data is the new oil and all that kind of stuff when i remember starting and, and real estate companies um started to see the value i think at that point they were starting to see the real value of data um and a lot of those early days conversations when i'd go in to clients they'd say look we've got data um but actually the problem is we don't really have the bandwidth to do anything with that data right so we are getting all this iot information that's starting to come in we just don't we're not doing anything with it right because we don't have we don't have the resource um so i i think that was one of the one of the biggest things when when we first started selling it was um to to, to be honest the technology when we when we first started this company was very nascent so we were having to build a lot of stuff from scratch um and also every time you know i like to say there's two types of ai there's kind of the early days ai which was great and you could that was that kind of ai really required as you said earlier that high rep repetition so it wasn't very good at thinking on its feet um so you'd almost have to spend we had to spend a lot of time um making sure those models are right now we're starting to see because we've built all those models um uh, from our side we can really quickly where we are now with ai we can really quickly roll that out to multiple different types of use cases and obviously every new client that we get now benefits from all that knowledge that we've had from working in that space for so long and training those AI models. Um, so I think now we're starting to really see, um, I guess, what what I set out to achieve about six years ago, that's now being delivered now and it's being delivered really, really quickly, probably quicker than I could have imagined. Um, I, uh, I, I think that's really interesting. And, I, and, and you've touched on something very important there that I hope listeners will pick up on as well, that actually it's not just about using the data from each building or each portfolio um, when you're looking at this, but actually you have that market context to be able to guide operators through the challenges and the pressures that come from facilities management and from, from managing physical assets when they may be in different cities or different countries. Um, you know, so that's, that's a, a really important one. The fact that you have six to seven years now of operation, have you, have you published, um, essentially to build the business case for this have you been able to publish or share findings um you know making a cost comparison um from say the human the human uh, or manual approach really to a more ai approach do you have you shared any findings like that yeah i mean it it, it really depends on the kind of um the, the 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 type of use case i guess that you're talking about but ben ben i'm sure has got some uh, got a couple of case studies he, he can walk you through but yeah um it, it 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 really depends on where the priorities are because you know if if we're talking about kind of some of the social housing customers um they're really focused on the on 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 the um uh the the um the operational efficiencies and 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 kind of 
adding that kind of instant customer service point. So um, so that's the kind of the key metrics, I guess, that we're reporting against. Whereas in the build to build to rent space, it's more about how can we elevate that customer service, um, and the, the the focus is not so much on um, removing the cost. Um, and obviously, every every single new client that we go into, we we listen to what they want to achieve. I think that's the nice thing about AI is you can listen to what they want to be achieving out of their project, and then we focus on those areas because it really does. We we can train it and we can use it to strip out as much cost as possible um, uh, for one use case, or we can train it. To deliver a much higher customer service and pass over to a human on on those kind of essential core um so uh, a, a different a different set of priorities and that's very important because Correct. obviously if we were going into any project we would be we would be defining our own kpis we'd be defining what we're trying to achieve and the the uh i suppose de- desired deliverables out there but you know let's let's kind of step away even from then the 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 efficiency side and maybe drill down into things that we know cause inefficiencies. So um, obviously human error, you know, so when you've got something that is a very manual approach, then you've got a higher instance of human error. Do we have any data at this stage to, to, to work as a comparison? Do we know, um, do we know if AI is much better at doing this than manual in terms of mistakes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, in, in terms of data, um, there's some data I'd love to share. I can't. It's sensitive information. But some of the uh, some of the insights that we're seeing, yeah, you know, if you look at a a traditional help desk, uh, and this is really what you know, we offer a traditional help desk service to sit alongside the AI assistant. And the aim at the moment is, you know, for businesses to start using the assistant whilst using our help desk platform and wherever a value add conversation can be had by a human being rather than a everyday repeatable repeatable conversation being held by the assistant mm-hmm. and it's a human in our help desk platform that's able to pick that up but um i guess one of the best case studies i can give you here is a is a comment from one of our customers who said look if you're using the AI assistant to handle things like, um, you know, reporting mold incidents from tenants, there's law and regulation that is governing how you handle that request, how you deal with it, what the, what steps the tenant should take, what steps the landlord should take. All of that can be programmed into the AI um, so that, that every time that that conversation is being had, you know, it's compliant, it's consistent certain steps are taken in comparison and this is their their words not mine but in comparison to a help desk operator who unfortunately will quite often leave you have new 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 help desk operators needing to be trained up our assistant continues to learn get better and better at its job unless you stop working with us porter it's not going to go anywhere so yeah, the assistant is continuing to learn, continuing to follow that compliance, those regulations and those processes versus a human being on a phone in a help desk who's viewing a CRM system with lots of data and information about the asset, having a conversation with a tenant and then picking up a call about something completely different in five minutes time. So yeah, in terms of insights, you know, directly from our customers, it's about improving um confidence in the conversations that are being having uh, being had on those important regulated um uh conversations 
Uh, and that's why, you know, if you go into help desk nowadays, you'll see scripts, you'll see preloaded processes popping up on screens for humans to follow. And quite often a conversation with a help desk operator will feel quite robotic. Yeah, and- no, you look, you're, you're absolutely right. Look, <laughs> uh, that, that, makes, that makes sense. And, and I suppose before we finish up today, I'm really curious because notwithstanding the comments about, you know, how the pace of, um, of improvements in this technology and the pace of evolution, what can we expect to see from the Ask Porter team and, uh, you know, in terms of innovation over the next kind of uh, 12 to 24 months? Sure. I'll, I'll hand over to you in a second, Tom. But I think um, in terms of the industry, just looping back to the, the comments we had about the bill to rent sector um, and, you know, the drive in increasing the value to the customer and being able to charge an increased rate for that. Yeah, I, I've started to see, and I'm sure we can all feel it in the industry, that there's an increased standard of living being requ- required by the government, by being, you know, the way in which we're developing, the way in which we're handling you know, maintenance, tenant safety, uh, well-being, et cetera. And you know, we're really sort of the forefront of that in technology in increasing standards across the industry, you know, not just the high end, not the PRS, not just built to rent, you know, increasing the standards of how we talk to our customers, engage with them. And therefore, I truly believe the industry is heading towards the customer choosing where they live and choosing a, a landlord or a manager, managing agent who really looks after them and uh, and, and does a proper job. And I think technology is really enabling that to happen. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll hand over to Tom because Tom's going to talk about our, our end goal of you know assets effectively the customer being able to manage themselves through our systems. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I'd, I'd echo basically basically everything of that. I, I think what we're going to start seeing is you know um, uh, different different property. You know, his, there's going to be a merging of. Um, of, of of asset classes in that respect so i, I think you're going to see commercial um uh, uh commercial assets starting to focus a lot more around um around you know the idea of space as a service but 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 all the way through the chain so that is as ben says you know everywhere's going to be kind of the hotelization i guess of of every asset um uh, uh and i think that's that's gonna that's gonna need technology um to do lots of the heavy lifting um, around that day-to-day engagement because uh, without that it's just going to be physically impossible and obviously all those different um, incentives that we've on go- got ongoing at the moment especially around net zero etc honestly um, there's there's no way that we're going to be achieving things like net zero without AI there's 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 literally no way because the resource that these property management companies um, and asset owners have just isn't there in order to deliver on lots of that so so I see AI as a kind of a fundamental technology that sits behind lots of that. And for and for us as a company, um, what we're starting to see now, obviously our focus is very much on that, that kind of initial engagement and interaction piece to to take a lot of a lot of the stress and strain out around that. Um and you know, what we the nice thing about our platform is we are because we offer all that all the help desk um uh software as well so humans humans can kind of seamlessly take on each one of those interactions um uh we are able to transition um uh, new clients from that quite smoothly into a world where it is you know like 
our aim is to get them to kind of 90 percent um, of those conversations to be handled by ai and that kind of the last 10 15 percent to be handled by by humans but we're able to kind of oversee that transition um but ultimately i think where we're headed and and that's going to see in the next couple of years is where we start taking those processes kind of beyond that interaction as well and start to get to a point of yeah you know really really the world where um where assets do start to kind of manage themselves and all those follow-on activities that sit behind each one of those interactions with a customer um uh, ai can kind of do more increasingly more um of those functions as well you know um i love that the the more we embrace technology the outcome is a more human-centric offering you know the the irony of that that actually we need this technology to make it better to make 100%. the living places better for humans and i think that's that's a really interesting one. So it sounds like you have some interesting plans and you're well positioned there. I suppose, final question, um, in today in 2023, where would you rate or rank the industry's attitude towards um, embracing emerging technologies like this? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I would say, oh, oh sorry, uh, sorry, Ben, you go. Go on, I'll, I'll say as uh, as head of business development rather than uh, CEO, I'm happy to stick my neck out and I can get the chop for this one. Um, now, I'm, I'm quite I'm quite positive about the industry and and how willing we are to adapt, um, explore, and, and play with new technology. Um, I think gone are the days. And I'm, I'm I'm older than I look, perhaps. Gone are the days where, you know, property management companies, when I first started in the industry about 15 years ago, um, you know, you'd have 30 different apps for a five-step process um, because everybody was creating a specific app that does a specific job. And I think technology is really moving forward to enable that data to flow from point A to point B so much more effectively that you're having much more join up tech. Um, and, you know, gone are the days of, of people working in closed environments. Everybody now is an open API willing to share trigger points, data points um, to, to, to make that sort of that tech flows yeah, flow better than it has before. I'd say in comparison, we maybe don't put our money behind it as quick as other other industries, um, but I think that's a reflect on how you know tight margins can be in the industry that we work in. I don't think it's a, a reflection on on how people judge or, or view technology, um, but I think in terms of actually testing it, trying it, talking about it, you know, there's there's more prop tech networks in in this industry than I've seen in in other industries in my. Uh, my past. Uh, very, very think, diplomatic, Ben. <laughs> I was going to say, from my perspective, I think um, the the one thing that that I that I hope we do start to see, and we are starting to see it a, a bit now, is when definitely the difference when I founded the company, it and and, and to a large extent, um, you, you you well, you still do experience it at times. But there's the idea of us versus them when it comes to um, to prop tech um, solutions. Uh, and 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 real estate owners and managers and it's very much kind of you know you get these you get a, a potential client reaching out saying okay look let's let's sit in front of me um can you do this um and you're like well 
yes uh, or, or it's kind of tell me what you can do for me and and i think what 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 i have started to see and, and what hope is a trend that continues is is owners and operators um coming to our to technology companies like us and saying look these are the problems that, that i've got that i that i'd really love to solve and and this would really help my business you know achieve great things over the next year and actually genuinely go well okay look we can help you with this 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 and actually there's a proper partnership as you go rather than just kind of a a supplier um uh, uh a customer kind of model i think i think if we, if we get to that world that'll be a good world to get to um thank you so much tom i actually i think that that's a fantastic point to close on because it's really like a call to action to the industry that actually we are at that point of uh, looking to consider our technology partners as true partners and part of that yeah. means feeding back so that actually there's a good line of sight around the problems the next the next iterations that need to happen you know the, the next round of innovation the next problems to be tackled because you know so much we're doing in, in startup stage of technology can be assumption led and it's actually when you get into the marketplace you work with real life customers you experience the real life problems of their tenants and their occupiers that that's actually when you're getting into really the scale of problems that you could be tackling so i i, I love that approach so actually we'll we'll leave that as our final point of the day that that call out that actually you know for for anybody in the industry working with their technology partners let them know the problems don't just ask for the yep. solutions. Let the, let them know the problems. And I think that's a great one to finish on. So look, um, thank you both for your time, uh, Tom and Ben. And thank you for sharing your industry expertise and insights today. That was Tom Shriver and Ben Yexley of Ask Porter. Also, my thanks today to producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me Roar Media on Sound. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all of our, all of our other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, we'd like to give special thanks to our sponsor, PropTech Ireland, uh, the hub for innovators, investors and industry leaders, without whom these conversations just wouldn't be possible. My thanks to you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode of the PropTech Hot Seat here on iProperty Radio.